November 10th, 6.03 p.m., year of our Lord, 2021. Thank you, Lord, for giving us 2021 years. Thank you, Lord. By the way, feel free to send your son back any day now. Yeah, we've been waiting for this uh, Armageddon thing. The rapture. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting tired of no rapture. I mean, no rush, Lord, on your own time scale, but uh Yeah, we're on. just like trying to live here. Yeah. Well, while we're living and waiting for the rapture, actually, if you're gonna send your son back to this earth, do it in about two and a half weeks, because we want to finish the November Basho that yeah. starts this weekend. It is the rankings came out. Uh, about a week and a half ago, and we're going to break them all down. Dan, of course, we got Terna Fuji, the only practicing Yokozuna at the top. Yeah, yeah. And got to be the favorite, right? Yeah, I I think we're going to see... This is going to be interesting, I believe, because uh, it's everybody... Versus Terunofuji now. Terunofuji is, he's the big dog, BMOC, the big man on campus. Or BDOC. BMOD. Big man on B- do- doyo? Yeah, big man on doyo. <laughs> I thought you were going to say BDOC, um, big dog on campus. BDOD, big dog on doyo. <laughs> BYOB for so, the BDOD. <laughs> he's a big dog among big dogs. Yes. Um. He's got he's got the nuts. They're hanging low. Truck nuts. Um, <laughs> and I'm honking. Yeah. Honk if you can see these nuts. I'm honking, baby. <laughs> I, 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 I want to see, see Terra no Fuji's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, you know, I'm actually yeah, surprised there are no um, Mawashi malfunctions, or I haven't seen one. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't seen one either. I wonder, it would probably be um, confusing, I think, because <laughs> the men are, are so big um, that even if they, if they have the goods under the Mawashi, it would look small just compared to the rest of their bodies. It would, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, I guess when you put on the pounds through, um, what, are the, what are those rice and fish dishes called? Chanko Nabe. Yeah, when you're chom- when you're chomping on some Chanko Nabe, <laughs> it goes all to your to your thigh. It goes straight to your thighs. Doesn't yeah. go to the dick. Straight to the thighs. It goes to the pectorals. It goes into the gut. But yep. the dick remains slim. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I'm sure they have it going on in their personal lives, but mm-hmm. in the case of a malfunction. Um, I don't know. We might be shocked. We'd have to, have to call a mono e on that one. <laughs> Get the judges to, to all come together and, and argue about what what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, thank you for calling me Doctor Dimension uh-huh. and the Sekiwake of Soul. Oh. I I like that a lot. Not, you're you're forever the Sekiwake of Soul. Do you know why I call, I call you Doctor Dimension because of your Facebook name, which looks yeah. it doesn't say that it says like Doctor Demison. Yeah, well, Dr. Demson, Demson. Is, is yeah. It's uh, man, do I want to tell this story on pod? Uh, I can I can tell this story on pod. Yeah. 
Um, the reason that I do that is because I want to distance myself okay. from someone else named Dan Hanf, mm -hmm. uh, who's from my hometown, who's a, he is a, uh, a bad, bad man. Mm -hmm. He's done many bad things. Yeah. But Dr. Demison has never heard a fly. No. As far as we know, but where does no. Dr. Demison come from? Dr. My initials, Daniel Richard, and then mm -hmm. Demson is uh, and the ancestral name on on my mother's side. It's my mom's maiden. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so close to Doctor Dimension. Doc yeah, I, I like Doctor yeah, Dimension. That it it's like it sounds like a wrestling name to me. It like does entering the ring, Doctor Dimension. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. Well, speaking of some folks who take up that third dimension, sumo wrestlers have a lot of depth. Oh, yeah. Um, They're big on the Z, on the Z yeah, axis. On the Z axis. <laughs> they, they really take the Z axis <laughs> to another level. Yeah. So I guess and the X axis. The Y axis, Taranofuji's 6'5", but some of them are yeah. average height. Yeah. So let's talk about some of these other guys who are going to be gunning for Taran Fuji. I mean, last boss show, he definitely, he experienced that target on his back. where People were bringing their A game when they stepped yeah. in the doyo with him and uh, led to his infamous shove. Some real, some real stiff, stiff forearms. Yeah. Um, who do you, who do you like other than Taro going into this one? Well, I know that uh, the Ozeki Takakesho has a lot of eyes on him. Mm -hmm. um, and two, he did. Exact. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> he's got two eyes and he's looking at that top spot. Um, I, I know both Takakesho and Shodai, the, the two Ozeki that are going into this. Um, are uh ready to to have some good output here they they um i don't know i'm just excited to see what they do are they going to beat terano fuji who can say but i i think they're both going to come out with a pretty good record uh from this basho i think they're both very hungry not just for chanko nabe but also for uh the kachikoshi at least um but are they going to put it over 10 wins? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I do like Takakesho. Uh, or I, I was last Basho. So he got injured two Bashos ago. Probably has a history of injuries. And then it seems like last Basho, he kind of got off to a slow start, was losing a bunch. But then <laughs> Takakesho got his groove back. And he, was, <laughs> he started racking up wins towards the end. So I think he's ready. I think he's ready to... To really go at Terna Fuji and, um, you know, they had a playoff match a little while ago. Uh, I think another one would be in the making. Yeah, I I would love that. I, I would love to see it. Um, I'm looking at the Banzuke right now, in fact, and I'm excited for uh, Wakataka Kage ranked at Megashira 1. M1. Uh, so he may be, he may be, I mean, I know he's, he's definitely going to try to, to re-enter those top ranks. Um, and I'm here for it. You know, mm -hmm. listeners of the podcast will know I'm a big Wakataka Kage fan. I, I think he has what it takes and he put on some pounds mm -hmm. uh, in the last Basho and, and he's been training with this new weight. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what he does there. It's very good Basho for him last time around with a nine and six record, I believe. And, yeah. you know, after having a disappointing first, a disappointing Basho, his first time as, what do you call it when you make it into those upper ranks above M1? I believe it's Sanyaku. The Sanyaku. Sanyaku. And uh, he was Kimo Kumusubi. Komosubi, yeah. Komosubi. And uh, he disappointed. 
But they call that the meat grinder yeah. position, I'm told, because it's your first time in the usually your first time in the San UK and you're going up against the BDODs and um and they're and they're squashing you and it's a rude yeah. awakening. So he got sent down to M three about, did well, now back to M one. And I think if he has a Kachikoshi, he's gonna be back in the San UK come January. I believe you're right on target there, Larry. Um, when, you know, the the wonderful hosts of Sumo Kaboom were telling us about that meat grinder, the, I believe the last time we, we spoke. And, you know, when those elevator doors open to, and, and Wakataka steps out into the, the new floor of Sanyaku, he definitely... You know, he all eyes again. I have certain sayings that I just say over and over. All eyes were on him. He got <laughs> the attention of the BDODs, and they, like you said, they squashed him like a cockroach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now he's back. He's he has that experience, and he is uh, ready to jump back into that grinder. I believe, and and I th- personally, I think I, he has what it takes. Is he going to become Yokozuna someday? Who can say? But I think I think he's prepared to uh, enter that upper echelon. I think so too. So he's he'll I'll be rooting for him in his in his uh, dark blue Mawashi. <laughs> I'll be rooting in my dark blue Mawashi. It's like you know they you know some sports the fans wear jerseys of their favorite players. Yeah, when I'm watching sumo. <laughs> You strap on the Mawashi, yeah. Yeah. And because you and I don't have uh, the years of experience and and presumably the assistance to tie the Mawashis, I don't know about you, but I experienced many malfunctions. Many malfunctions. (laughs) Malfunctioning all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah. uh, But on the bright side, because we don't chomp so much Chunk what is it? How does it pronounce? Chunk Nabe. Because we're not chomping on Chunk Nabe 24-7. Our ding-dongs look proportional to our bodies. Yeah, they at least look average. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when we have our mal- Mawashi malfunctions, the onlookers yeah. say, that is average. They all, with the... Uh, what are they called? Binoculars looking through my window and they say, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yep. Who else are you, uh, are you excited to watch during this spa show? You got, you got, uh, any, any contenders that you're rooting for? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm always interested in Kotonowaka. Um, mm-hmm. a double bubble, as our friends from Sumo Kaboom call him. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, got a baby face, and he, I think, got injured mid Basho. Um, didn't he? Do you know what the injury was? I think it was some kind of leg thing. Did, did he pulled a muscle or something? Okay. But I'm not sure. Yeah, a part of me is remembering it being like an ACL. Maybe he just strained the ACL because he's back. I think with okay. a torn ACL, he wouldn't be back. Yeah, it would probably take a little longer. Yeah. Like maybe he would come back in January. But he's back. I want to see how healthy he is because he was ranked pretty highly. Yeah. Um, Looks like he's M11. Oh, really? Oh, so he yeah. dropped a lot from... What was I think M one or M up there? Oh wow! I didn't realize he was M one. I could be wrong. Um, let me let me take a look. That is exciting though. I I do enjoy watching Kota Nowaka. He was he was M three last. Oh wow! Last show. Wow. So he'll have to win just to get up to those high M's before stepping into the meat grinder. Yeah. Um, Ura had a not so great Basho last time around, right? Yeah. In fact, I think it was his first time in quite a while where he did not make Kachikoshi mm. uh, and instead finished with fewer than eight wins. 
for the first time in, in several Basha. So I know I actually was reading some kind of interview with him where he said, uh, it happened and, and I'm not trying to let that bring me down, but instead I'm going to just really focus on, on, uh, getting that Kachikoshi this time. I'm I'm excited. I love watching Ura fight in his bright pink Mawashi. Yes, that is, that is a great Mawashi. Uh, I, uh, it's, it was sold out at the Mawashi store. So <laughs> I have one on back order. I hope, hopefully he stays with the bright pink. He is famous for having an unconventional style where he sometimes will just like use his might to just pick up another guy sometimes over his shoulders and do like what looks like a, a professional wrestling WWE style move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and didn't he try that with Taron Fuji last boss show? I believe so. I believe so. And it makes sense to me because when you're going up against uh, these bigger guys or uh, at least stronger guys, I, I feel like um, going with some more unconventional moves, some lesser seen styles. And uh, he, I remember last Basho, he had some good throws. He, had, he mm-hmm. got some really good throws in. Uh, so it makes sense to me. If I was personally, if I was in my Mawashi facing off against Terry no Fuji, I think if I go head to head against this man, he is going to tear my head off yeah, um, and toss me in the trash. So I, I better try something else to m- at least mess with his head a little bit. Yeah. You're not going to out strength. You're not going to outpower him. Whenever no. Teru has you in that grip where you're like between his arms it's like, oh, it's over. It's just a it's matter. Over. It's just a matter of time before the other guy gives up or is crushed like a cockroach. <laughs> yeah. It is true. Uh any any other Rikishi you have your eye on for this Basho? There are a few that I'm I'm really looking forward to to watching. Um specifically Ishiura who was absent last Basho because of um, a COVID outbreak in his Uh, stable. He was in Hakuo's stable. He was in Hakuo's stable, yeah. Um, So I'm excited to see him get out there again. He's ranked uh, M12 this time. Um, Along with Terutsu Yoshi, I always love to watch him. Even beyond the giant salt toss, I... (laughs) <laughs> I, he, he strikes me as, uh, someone who's good, but has been hanging out kind of in the lower M ranks for a while now. So I'm, I'm interested to see how he does. And finally, Abi, who, uh, is in the Makuuchi division, uh, coming up from Jurio this time. He did really well in Jurio the past few Bashos, and I believe he's been in Makuchi in the past, but it's been it's been some time. And so I know um, a lot of people want to see how he's going to do, and I am one of those people. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just looking up his stats right now. He was the Jurio champ in the September Basho going 13 and two. So yeah, yeah, he's definitely earned his spot at, uh, Magashira, right? Yeah. 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 He's ranked, uh, Magashira 15, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Or what was, sorry, the, the division oh, is Ma- called Makuuchi. Makuuchi. Got it. Yeah. And Aqua as well, I Aquaman? think is, is up from, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aqua man. Wait, what is his, uh, uh name aqua ah, aka uh, uh. he he was in uh he was in jurio the past few times as well he he wears a nice aqua colored mawashi he and, does um, see i was hoping yeah. i was hoping exactly that because it's his name is one letter off from aqua and he wears aqua yeah he, i'm i'm going to be rooting for him 
yeah, he's he's a good one. I'm yeah. I'm excited to see him in there. And he uh, he was born in 1990, which would make him 31. So not not a spring chicken. No, more of a summer chicken. <laughs> he's a summer chicken entering the autumn of his of his career. Right. Yes. Right. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, and and at t- age and time, you know, how what was sumo practice in like you know the samurai times of Japan and the feudal in feudal Japan? I believe so. Um, back in when I'm I'm going to ask you a question that yeah. you probably don't know the answer to, <laughs> but do you know when Oda Nobu? Uh, I'm I can't even remember his name. Oda Nobuaga. I don't know. The sumo has been around for for quite a while. Since... I don't know if it's ancient, ancient, but I do know that it has a long and storied history. But you know, I'm, who, I'm on Wikipedia who, right now you looking know who it up. Might know the answer to that question. Well, I can only imagine someone who's old enough that they've been around and and maybe witnessed it for themselves. Maybe. So we'll turn to our sports historian uh, to maybe get some insight on sumo or some other sport with this state in sports <laughs> history. Bert Carlson. Bert, hi. Oh, oh, oh hell, I, I think I, tell you, I, I, I came on early. I'm sorry about that. Not at all. You came on it at exactly the right time as I was introducing you. Oh, well, well I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry for saying I'm sorry. I shouldn't have apologized. That's, uh, that's, that's my fault, fellas. I think you just have some natural showbiz instincts. You just know when to go on. You know, you know when to take focus. You know when to share the stage. I'm, I'm Bert Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bert. Um, well, uh, Dan, what was your question? Maybe Bert knows. Bert, do you know how old sumo wrestling really is? Like, what year did it begin? Well, you know, I, I remember seeing. I remember uh, witnessing uh, witnessing the uh, sumo wrestling is back uh, back as far as. Uh, Oh yeah, you know the, uh, the, the late Mongol period. Ooh, mm. so what a, we're, we're anyway, talking like thirteen hundreds, kind of. Yeah, yeah, well, you know the Mongols are a little, little before that, but yeah, I mean, we'll call it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll call it thirteen hundred. We'll just break even on that one. Yeah. I think uh, that's probably fair. Back then, it wasn't called sumo though. What was it called? Uh, it's called shower time. <laughs> shower time yeah shower time you just practice some, some body blows and stuff in in the shower and you know you know often because i mean because that's what you know the, the, the whole i don't i don't know the, the proper name for it, but you know the entire the, the apparatus that they've got uh, keeping uh, uh, their, their dingoes in place if i could use your vernacular from earlier in the podcast uh yeah the the uh, yeah, that actually just came from the fact of uh, you wanted to be naked in the shower, but you didn't want to have all your clothing with you. So you just put your towel in, you know, you just wrapped your towel around there. And plus, uh, back then it was all it was all in the in the woods in the wilderness. So you know, you know, you never know what's gonna you know who's gonna mistake you, uh, you you ding dong for you know like a you know some sort of a boa constrictor, or perhaps a uh, perhaps a tree frog, something like that. Mm-hmm. So these showers were in the woods. I mean that sounds like some advanced yeah, they were plumbing. Oh, no, 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 no. It was ent- it was entirely natural, as a matter of fact. But <laughs> it, it it came from uh, uh, at least uh, my personal experience in the in the, in the, the shower time fiasco uh, of the of the what we've called the thirteen hundreds now. The, the late Mongol uh, period. Oftentimes, <laughs> and when we say late, we mean late. Like is it, 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 it was it was long gone. It was dead by that point, but. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's still, you know, you know, respect as, as they say. Um, but yeah, yeah where, where I'm from, they, you know, they were, they actually came down in the, in the, in the, in the cliffs. It was a water, 
water off the cliffs and condensation from all the trees because you know it uh, goes over very well in a rainforest you know i heard that that phenomenon generally happens every two months which is why we have the every two month basho schedule we do now wow back then that was every two months you heard this yeah i did hear this i heard this that now, every two you... months there'd be enough water condensing on the cliffs to create shower time. You fellas are talking about taking ancient showers out outdoors in the woods. Can we, <laughs> uh, pardon my ignorance, but is this not just rain? Oh, uh, I mean, if you're going to condense it down, whatever. <laughs> Whatever, oh, Bert. I don't you bring me on for this, Larry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bert. hey, I... Bert. I'm sorry. I thought we were. I thought we were friends. We could do this together. Yeah. Sometimes we like to just, you know, r- r- <laughs> raz each other a bit on this show. Run us through our paces. Is that right? You just, uh, you know, just cite all your sources and, uh, oh, okay, okay, that's fair. Wait, we'll party if you want to party. I'm, I'm, I'm always down. You know. I, I'm yeah. down to Finkel the Steen, as they say. Yeah, it's shower time, baby. Let's 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 fight. Absolutely, you know, and also back then, a lot of times it was to the death. So you never, you know, the only way to know who won was, you know, just to go to the. You had to go down to the village the day after, and just you know, count heads. Right. This was before streaming, when we knew could find out instantly who won. Yeah, knew who died as soon oh. as it happened. Oh, streaming. I mean, you know, hell, back in those days, you know, all you had to do was say, yeah, uh, I'm going to go over there and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut myself a bamboo shoot and, and smoke something out of it. And, all, and then you never see somebody ever again. They just walk off in the woods and never come back. Really? Is, is, wow. uh, does smoking bamboo have medicinal properties? No, I think it had more to do with probably the bear population in the immediate vicinity. But still, you know, it's just, you, you couldn't keep up with it. Right. So the smoking of the bamboo wasn't the problem. It was just being alone in the woods with bears. Oh, no. The smoking of the bamboo was a major problem, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Uh, it led to many a downfall. But, you know, you usually saw them because they were just hanging. They were constantly hanging around by the dojo. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just what, hanging He's out. Right on the outside over there. Just on the outside, not inside the circle. Yeah. So outside, yeah, outside, outside circle. Bert, uh, do you have a his, another history lesson for us? I know we already we we may you know forgive me for asking a lot of you. We already asked you to teach us about the beginnings of sumo, but maybe you have another history yeah, lesson my, for us. Yeah, I might. Just be delicate. I'm I'm sweating through my damn. I sweated through my gloves. I was wearing gloves, and all of a sudden, I got. I got the ramshackles of uh, you know you know uh, accountability of my information. You know, uh, I'll go ahead and tell you the, the uh, you know when information comes out of the old noodle, sometimes it's al dente, and uh, you know sometimes it's just the water. <laughs> it's just the, it's just the pasta water. Just the water. There's you water know you you can add that. that to the sauce though and thicken it up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I, Jesus, I'm learning. This is a good episode. I like it. Well, you add the pasta water to one. the sauce? Is that a thing? You guys don't know about this? No. Yeah, you, you reserve a little bit of pasta water. You can add it to the sauce, and the starch in the water kind of thickens it up a little bit. Oh. I did well, not what know What uh, What do you, how do you, how do you uh, punish the children? You can just do that separately in your own time with the stick or a belt. <laughs> Without pasta water? What are you? I guess That's if you want discipline, I'm just saying. You dump pasta water on your children? Well, not mine. I don't have any kids. I was never allowed to. But yeah, any of the neighborhood <laughs> kids that come over, uh, they get a fresh round of scalding pasta water. Oh. Yeah, Halloween is. Well, do not go to Bert's house on Halloween. Do not. It was probably ask for any oh, Halloween. I pull out all the stops, and it's. Uh, I just got super soakers full of uh, scalding borscht. 
Ooh, now now we're talking my now language. we're now we're going international <laughs> i make a mean borscht i don't know if you boys know that i don't I, know that i make some yeah i make several vats of borscht every every winter time oh really several, several vats <laughs> make vats of borscht i make a couple vats of borscht before the weather starts getting too warm do you bury them in the I, cold soil i bury them in my mouth and swallow mm. it down Ah, well. See, when I think of vats, I think of something that I could hold, like, you know, five or six human cadavers inside. So that's <laughs> a lot of borscht is why I'm, is why I'm, uh, I mean, I'm not going to walk you through your paces on this one, but I am going to say that, uh, yeah, maybe you want to check your measurements. I'll check the measurements. Yeah. I, the last thing I want to do is oversell or overstate oversell how much, size uh, of these vats. <laughs> how much borscht I'm making. Yeah, you know, if you have a, you got an incomplete borscht count, that can, uh, you know, there, there are certain areas of the, of the, of the, of the continents that you can, uh, you know, you can, uh, you can be set out to pasture, so to speak, like that. What happened to Frederick? Well, well he, uh, he misrepresented his borscht quantities, mm. and uh, well, he's dead now. Oh yeah, that's, that's sad. I think that's why my ancestors fled to America. I think from the Soviet Union, they were probably they were probably doctoring the the documents about how much borscht they were producing hey, know, like ancestor like descendants i guess do you guys know uh do you know enough. how much borscht can actually fit in a vat how much beats me it depends on the vat <laughs> well what kind of vat we're talking we qualify the vat size <laughs> <laughs> that's the question really it's like i think a vat is a is a quant is a qualitative term and not a quantitative term yeah now oh, but a okay. hogshead <laughs> do you know how much a, a hogshead is an actual qualitative or quantitative measurement isn't oh really it? what's what's a hogshead i'm gonna look it up right now how much is a hog back then you're streaming information right now. back where i'm from you had you're going for that. You just you actually have to behead a. Uh, you have to behead a, a hog. It was yeah. However, whatever container could hold a hog's head. This says probably a vat. This says that a hog's head in Britain contains about seventy nine gallons. In Britain, those are giant. Those are those are enormous hogs. Big hog. So if you took a hog's hog. if you took a hog, decapitated the hog, uh, opened up the bottom of its skull and scooped out the brain, and then tried to fill it up, you could fill it up with seventy nine gallons of borscht. Seventy nine gallons of borscht. That well, what, is why probably you, why, why, why that you... old. Sorry, Bert. Please. No, no, please. You were saying that's probably why that old, and then you referred to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> that old song goes, uh, how many gallons of borscht in the hog? <laughs> 79 in the hog's head. <laughs> and that's the end of the classic, song. Classic it's a classic song. <laughs> I always hated singing that one. It's a banger, though. Yeah, you know, I got. I got to be honest with you. If you're gonna, I mean, cutting the hog's head off, uh, it's kind of unavoidable. But you know, you could just use Archimedes' principle of water displacement. You know, you don't have to go through the whole scooping out the brains or anything like that. Mm, that's that's where you have a tub and you drop a hog's head inside and measure how much water goes over the edge. Absolutely, and you know, I'll be honest with you. I take a I take a hog's head bath once a month, regardless of whether I need to bathe that month or not. And then you take uh, got, well, you know, it's, it's got similar properties to you know the, the bath water's got similar properties to uh, uh you know the pasta water, yeah. well, heavy, heavy on the starch. <laughs> it thickens up some sauce, it no it doubt. Up. Yeah, and you know it's always a smegma based uh, you know um, <laughs> uh, sauce whenever I use the bath water for that. Yeah, I'm on, hmm. I'm on the smegma diet. How's the smegma sauce? Ah, it needs a little bit more hog's head. <laughs> Absolutely, but it's nice and it's it's thick and briny. Uh, smegma, I, I got a brine based smegma. <laughs> yeah, we got to stop talking about this. I'm getting too hungry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Scalding borscht and smegma bath water. Yep, that's uh, yeah, yeah we're, that's we're, not that's Piccadilly not, Circus, right? The here. thing is, this is not a cooking show, it's a sports show. And Bert, oh, yeah. yeah, Bert, do you have a sports history lesson for us? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, Even though you've uh, told us a bunch already. Uh, um, what's today? What's the, what's the date? Uh, well, uh, if you were here for the start of the show, you would know it's Wednesday, November 10th, now 6.38 p.m. Okay, November 10th, November 10th. Um, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what this uh, it reminds me of, uh, you guys know Don Paul, Donald Paul? He was out here, he's, uh, he, play, he played with the, uh, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah? You know, you're familiar with, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, in November tenth. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the day that uh, we see Don Paul that day said he set a club record for the uh, for the, the longest fumble return. Right? Are you, are you with me on this? It's uh, I think it was like eighty-eight, eighty-nine, ninety mile, ninety yards, something like that. It was, it was wow. a hell of a one. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, it switches, which is whatever. Who gives a shit about that? But. <laughs> the, the really fascinating thing, in my opinion, about the whole thing was that uh, three weeks prior, right? So yeah, he set the fumble record. Three weeks prior, uh, we were doing uh, we were doing night football. It was me, it was me and Don and uh, Johnny Unitas and Bart Starr. See, we were over in uh, we were over in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Right. For all of you, uh, all of you fans of uh, you know Glenn Miller jazz type type of music, they, you know, they spell it out. It's okay. Well, whatever. Anyway, so the four of us, we were getting drunk on peach schnapps, right? Homemade peach schnapps over in Kalamazoo. Uh, three weeks prior, we decided, you know, we were like, well, you know, there's a, there's a nice forest over here. Let's have a, let's go play some night football, uh, you know, some two-on-two, two, mm-hmm. right? Did, did I have a lost you on that one? No, I'm so with you. you. Oh. Two-on-two football sounds really yeah, you- fun. So what? So yeah, well, not with those guys, but because <laughs> they're way better than I am. I was more of a, you know, I'll be honest, it wasn't my idea, and I and I actually I actually kicked and screamed and said no and begged them not to, but they still forced me into it. It was a different time back then. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I wanted flag, and uh, and they wanted uh, uh, they actually wanted they had a tackle requirement, uh, a minimum. Uh, <laughs> Somehow I was the only, I was the only one who ever got tackled. It wasn't a lot of fun, but uh, I digress. So uh, you know, one day it was me and Johnny, me and Mister Unitas, uh, and you know, and then Don and uh, uh, Don and Bar Star because they both uh, you know uh, they they both owned uh, you know uh, they had a they had a, a, a partial stake in the creamery together. So they were kind of a team uh, in that one. Yeah, it was a goat creamery. It went nowhere. They lost a great deal of money, but it was still you know it was like a you know it was a business venture between friends. So. Uh, but, but at one point, so we're playing at night, right? And it's, uh, unfortunately, not only was it, uh, uh, at night when we didn't have any lights to play at night, uh, it, it was also in a, in, in a, in a thick mangrove forest. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't know that about Kalamazoo, Michigan. It's, uh, back in the fifties, they had a huge, huge, uh, mangrove forest. Uh, it was very dense, uh, smelled very bad because of the barnacles. You know, I don't know if you know much about mangrove forest, but you know, uh, you know, high tides at night or what have you, uh, and then the, you know, low tides during the day. And then, uh, what happens is all the barnacles, right? So the barnacles grow up like that, but when the tides get really low like that, uh, here's the thing barnacles are living creatures, so they, you know, they die. Uh, it's a, it's a terrible, horrible, uh, horrible smell. Uh, why we chose to go to the mangrove forest instead of, you know, a field. Uh, playing field is uh, still escapes me. I think it's probably uh, I think I passed out from schnapps at that point. Yeah, that's a decision but, uh, that only homemade peach schnapps can make you make. Really, seriously, I don't know if it was peach schnapps. Actually, now that I think back, it might have just been uh, all three of the guys rang their socks out, made me drink it. <laughs> but it uh, it certainly had some tang to it. It was very fuzzy on the back end. So we're playing, uh, and at one point, uh, and. Uh, you know the, the way that I remember. Sorry, Bert. So you thought it was? You assumed it was peach schnapps just because there was a fuzzy texture. And peaches, of course, have a little bit of fuzz. Yeah, on it was, them. exactly. It was tangy, <laughs> tangy and fuzzy. Okay, continue. Right? Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, it's all right. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta take it out and wash it off. But yeah, so we were, uh, uh, so we were playing, and now we'd been at this for three hours. You know, uh, I'd actually never been, in, uh, I've, uh, I'd actually never been invited or involved with a, a, a football game uh, prior to that. Um, 
But I was there. Uh, and then Don, Don was uh, Don made a joke. He made some sort of joke uh, at my expense. I can I can't remember what it was because what happened was uh, when he went by, he actually wrapped his arm. He got my he got my entire head in his arm, uh, and, and he and he took off and he ran and then he threw me <laughs> over a cliff. Oh no! Yeah, he did. And then Johnny Unitas told him it was like, well, uh, and he looked him dead in the eye and said, "Well, that's that's the fumble in the jungle right there." And they all walked off, and I was left to uh, crawl my my way back up from the mangrove cliffs of Kalamazoo, <laughs> Michigan. Yeah, luckily, was luckily, luckily there that. was mangrove trees with their like long roots, right? Otherwise, you would still be in the bottom of that quarry. Much to my, uh, you know, much to my chagrin, uh, there, there was mangrove trees, but. Uh, Again, barnacles, just because they're living or dead, doesn't mean that they're comfortable to land on, especially when you're naked. That's I had to climb back up the cliffs just to get to my clothing. They'll uh, slice you up, covered... those barnacles. Oh, yeah, they definitely will. I, you know, let's just say I, I lost some, uh, you know, well, I had some sciuratic skin tag at that point. Uh, it took a lot of them off. It was kind of like a cheese grater, like a smegma grater, uh, just going down the cliffs. Because I hit, I hit the top <laughs> of the cliff, but then I had to roll all the way down. Yeah. I thought you got thrown off the cliff, though. Why are you going back down? I got thrown off the cliff, but he didn't throw me that far, see? He just like, he's kind of, huh. Because he had me in a headlock, right. and so my body's over there. It didn't, so it didn't take much. Just, <laughs> you know, he just winged me like that. And then, yeah. you know, and of course, laughed the entire way down. It, it, yeah. took, uh, it actually took 15. Minutes for me to make it all the way down the cliff. So, you know, I do applaud them for waiting until I hit the bottom so they know it wasn't, you know, just falling in perpetuity. That's nice of them. I, I really yeah. do like the image. Yeah, of, I thought that was nice. I like the image of Don Paul holding you in a headlock and running down the field with like a stiff arm out, you know, Heisman style. Well, yeah. He, well, you know, he had to because I was flailing. My arms are flailing trying to, you know, because I, I, I wasn't quite sure where we were going anyway because I couldn't see anything. It was dark. Uh, but he, he had his arm out, but he also had a can of uh, Pap Blue Ribbon in his hand. So, you know, it's kind of leading the way almost like a, like a beacon, like a light in the night. Mm, mm. But, you know, I had, to climb back, I had to climb back up there and get my clothes because, of course, they stripped me. Uh, I was, uh, we played strip football back then. And uh, I lost every uh, I lost every article of clothing I had in the game. When I got back up there, it was covered in peach schnapps. <laughs> yeah, the, at least that's the benefit. They were just doused. Well, at least it was fuzzy enough to kind of provide coverage. Yeah. Was it yeah, cold well, out know, there, Bert? Was it? Was it in it the winter absolutely time? Free. It's, well, it's November in the uh, mangrove mangrove swamps of Kalamazoo, Michigan. So, yeah, it was a little chilly. Uh, let's just say I had a tree frog and not a boa constrictor back at that time. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But this was not November, not because it was three weeks prior to November 10th. Or did I miss Oh, this something? was back when November went back. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I always forget about that. Right, 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 right. Old November. It's tough. It's tough to remember. Yeah. That was one of those wacky uh, FDR things, right? Absolutely. From now on, November <laughs> goes backwards. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it took Tricky Dick to, to reverse that and get it back to the city. Right. Well, it's the first day of November, November 30th. This is back when they used yeah. to actually pass legislation. Am I right, guys? You are. Today's yeah, Congress would never dream of, yeah. of getting something like this through. Well, that's because they're on uh, dream suppressant uh, pharmaceuticals. A lot of everybody knows that. Yeah, it's if like it don't psychopaths like they don't dream in their sleep or something. Oh, I remember hearing no something like that. <laughs> I read this on the internet oh, wow. that if you don't dream, you go psychotic. Hmm. Well, I believe that. I definitely I believe, believe that. that. I believe that. You know, that's why I that's why I stopped taking methamphetamine because I could. You know, I, I could do the awake time, but it was, you know, when I did get to sleep, I wasn't dreaming. Had to, mm. you know, had, to, had to cut that off. Got to dream. Got to dare. Yeah. You got to dare to dream. Yeah, dream the impossible dream. You know, I wrote that line. Really? Really? Yeah, I was in a men's room. <laughs> and Andrew Lloyd Webber was there? He was. <laughs> At that point, he was actually the, uh, he was actually the mint towel attendant. 
Oh my god, he stole your line to get that to launched get his career. Motherfucker stole my line. That's right. And you know, but I don't feel bad. They didn't tip. Okay. Here's a tip for you. How about how about uh, untold wealth and legacy? There you go. Congratulations. It was a good now, tip. Get out of my face. That's what I told him. He made the most yeah. of the situation. But, well, yeah, he won that hand. So I'll, now I'll we know honest. about the at that point the longest fumble recovery, uh, ninety yards in. NFL history by Don Paul. Who in Cleveland Browns club history. In Cleveland Browns club history. My, my bad. And previous to that, there was the fumble in the jungle. Fumble in the jungle. That's right. And then you know who stole that line? Muhammad Ali. Yeah. <laughs> you heard about wow. George. He a thrill in Manila, wow. But still. But there was the rumble in the jungle. Yeah. With George still. Foreman and I guess Muhammad Ali, I, I think. Or maybe it was Joe Frazier. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what rhymes with rumble? Fumble. Well, jungle, but also fumble. Yeah. They had previously... mumble, too. They had previously heard about the famous fumble in the jungle, and that's where they got the name from. Oh, absolutely. In, in, this, in, the, in professional sports circles, that's my legacy, gentlemen. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, uh, that was really informative. You know, the Cleveland Browns well, you, are very You shared famous. us that, you're, uh, that you have... I was saying the Cleveland Browns are very fa- they're very famous for fumbles. There was a game called the Fumble where, where Cleveland Brown er, Cleveland Brown Ernest Biner famously fumbled on a what would have been a game-winning drive. Ernest Biner, wasn't that what he roommates with Victor Borgnine? Exactly. <laughs> Ernest I'm, I'm hip. <laughs> Yeah, and then Victor stole his first name, Ernest, and then the, the yeah. famous actor Ernest Borgnine was born. Wow. Lots of yep, thieving. And then he went to Lots. camp. <laughs> Ernest. Yep. I got Broke it. Broke out of jail. He had a, Now that's a legacy. Now that's that guy's seen some right shit. There. Yeah. Wasn't Borgnine on Voyager? <laughs> Seven of nine. Seven of nine. Borg. Borgnine. Yep. Are you talking about the sailboat? So it's a the sailboat in the stars. The sailboat in the sky. What the hell are you guys talking about? You talking about like 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 sailing, right? Sailing through space. Sailing through the stars, yeah. Yeah. Out in the delta quadrant. Oh, this yeah. is some sort of space science fiction thing, isn't it? Yeah. Something 70, like that. 70 years from home. I don't believe in that. You don't believe in You science don't believe in science, science fiction? I believe. Nope. I don't even believe in science reality. <laughs> Anything with science, no good. Probably not, unless it's music. Scientific music. <laughs> Scientific music is my favorite genre. It's my like, second favorite. I'm a big fan of uh, uh, anxiety Zydeco. <laughs> <laughs> and science music is like the little jingles that they teach you so you can memorize the periodic table, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's your favorite genre, Bert? <laughs> well, it's one of them. It's one of two. It's seven of nine. Science music and anxiety Zydeco. <laughs> it's what? It's seven of nine, I said. Because you said it's one of two. Oh, that's right. Keep up, Bert. Come on. Oh. It's a, Hey, he's an old Keep man. Up. He's, he's, we got to give him some, oh, some hey. leeway. <laughs> you, yeah, you better watch. You better I see you on the street, Dan. I don't care if you're Dr. Dimension, Dr. Octagon. I don't care who you are. You could be anybody from the year 3000. I'm going to, I'll take you around back and show you what garden hoses are for. Mm. Dr. Octagon, also kind of a science musician. Yeah. Exactly. You guys like rap music? (laughs) I love it. I like rap music. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Just checking. We don't have to get to that's a whole that's a whole other. Uh, but yeah, you don't. Podcast. You only like two genres. It's science music and anxiety is I deco. I guess rap is one of those. I guess rap is, is a sub, rap, I... is, rap is a subgenre of anxiety is I deco. It's just Zydeco. 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 Oh, sorry. Zydeco. That's a uh, that's actually a, that's actually a narcolo- you know, architectural movement. A narcoleptic it was based movement. In, uh, it was based in Poland. 
Yeah. Narcoleptic movement. That's a whole other that's a whole other <laughs> podcast right Man, there. We, we can are, talk about the leptics. We are leaving Narcolep- a lot of cliffhangers for people to listen to the next follow-up episodes where we talk about rap, narcolepsy. <laughs> Is a narcoleptic movement Borsch nine? Victor Borsch nine. That might be the Victor title Borsch of this nine. episode. But I don't want to spoil it. That should anything. be that should be how the, the size of the vat. You can fit nine nine <laughs> nine, nine, nine Borg nines worth of borscht <laughs> into the vat. <laughs> the borscht nine, fellas. That's the borscht nine. When the moon hits your eye like a big <laughs> like a big something, that's a borscht nine. That's a borscht nine. Like a pizza pie. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Pizza pie. Well, you know, which is actually the same thing that uh. Uh, you know, that's the same thing I bought from my very educated mother, you know, which is another one of the, it's, that's another scientific song banger, you know. My very educated mother just sold me nine pizza pies. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's good. And then everybody goes, ding. It's a call and response kind of song. Yeah. And then that ends the round. Yep. Is that how they end sumo rounds? With a bell? Yeah. They all, all of the Rikishi gather around and they sing, they sing uh, My Educated Mother <laughs> in the round, like row, row, row your boat. And then the Gyoje rings a bell. So much tradition. Rings it like a cowbell. Yeah. And then they all go back home and drink a hogshead of sake. It's 79.5 gallons, yeah. what I understand. 79 if we're rounding down. <laughs> 80 if we're rounding up. <laughs> um, Bert, are you a fan of Hakuo? Love it. Love the stuff. I have <laughs> one after every meal. So Hakuo is, for those who don't know, I know you know Bert because you're a fan. Uh, yeah, he was, of course. He was, some consider the goat, uh, a Yokozuna who just retired and now he's out and about flying. I don't know what he's doing. He's just like hanging out in suits. Cause now he can finally wear dapper suits. Yeah. Any, any late, any updates on Hakuo, Dan? Uh, not that I know of. I, I did see a picture of him wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. I think he, um, I believe he was approved for Japanese citizenship mm. and Ooh. he uh I think I think he's going to start his own stable to to train but I may be wrong about that but I I, I believe he is uh if not starting his own he's he's taking up some kind of training position. Nice. Wait, so so they call him stables? Oh yeah, yeah, the stable. And until you get really good, you you're living in the stable. You're you don't really leave the stable at all. No shit. No, that's that's the sumo life. Wow. Wow. So you just live out in a barn. You can't leave, (laughs) and that's incentive to get good. Everybody (laughs) has to line up. They pour a big hogshead of chanko nabe into the long trough and just <laughs> eat it up. You, they don't even give you a spoon until you hit sekiwake. Sumo has changed a lot Sekiwake. since those, it's changed a lot since those cliff showers, huh? <laughs> yeah. Man, it's changed absolutely. a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even though back then, you know, we actually had uh, uh we actually had bar winches that would come by and uh, bring us uh, you know, they bring us uh, uh pints uh, back then, it was actually hogs head, but it was a little head. You know, they actually had heads of hogs that were buried out, and they had, you know, they like a like a fine, you know, like a beer, like a meat kind of a thing. A beer like a meat, yeah. <laughs> meat flavored beer. Well, it was what it was was. Uh, <laughs> you want to know the absolute God's honest truth about it? All there really was was just spam that had, like, you know, they had been fermented in milk for a couple of weeks. Uh, but all the spam back then was actually made from, uh, it was made from uh, uh, goat intestines. Mm. Okay. But it tasted like ham. So, yeah, so it was just, 
I uh, know it tasted a lot like borscht, oddly enough. <laughs> and then, wow. but fermented a lot quicker. You couldn't store yeah, this so in, a we were all, you in know, the winter time. No, no, no. That's a, that's a, you eat it when it comes. <laughs> yeah. And that's how you Ooh. drink it. You drink it by eating it. Right. <laughs> Worst you ever meal I ever so had. Much. That's why I have you ever eaten so much uh, spam that you got wasted? Yeah, did you ever get like spam totally broke? fucking oh, yeah. wasted of spam? Yeah, I got blacked out by it once. There's a lot of nitrates involved. You know, yeah. too many nitrates, you uh, you know, constricts the uh, you know the blood vessels in the brain and the toes. I actually ate so much spam once that I uh, I lost two toes. Ooh, that's not that's not good. Yep. Can't be good for your speed. I have a transplant. Oh, okay. So, so now you're now you're fat. Now you're fast afoot, fleet of foot again. Yeah, we. Well, I I lost two toes, but I actually gained an entire baby's foot. It was the only <laughs> thing we had laying around. So where one of your toes <laughs> went, they just grafted on a baby foot. Yeah. So now I've got you know. Got nine toes. nine toes on but one But five foot. of them are very, very tiny because the baby's <laughs> foot hasn't grown much to my chagrin. I thought it was going to be, I thought I was going to have a double foot for a while there. But it was, no, I just got, uh, I just got baby toes on one foot <laughs> or, or baby foot for toes on one foot. Yeah. It's weird looking, but I bet you get a lot of dexterity. Yeah. Absolutely. I can actually, I can actually do a slide of hand or a slide of foot with that. I guess it would be slide of toe. No, it's slide of foot. I think. Slide of foot. Slide of foot. And it's a slight foot. So it's uh, it's full circle. Whole thing. Bert, any prediction for who's going to win this spa show? Walk and talk and knock it. <laughs> Good prediction. Oh, really? Pretty could, close. It could happen. Close. It could happen. <laughs> Dan, Pretty who close. are you going so, with? Yeah, well. uh, winner overall, I'm going to go Terra no Fuji. But other than Terra no Fuji, I'm going to say... Uh, I'll give it to Takakesho. I think Takakesho is going to be a, a good second. Hmm. I'm giving it to Takakesho this round. And Wakataka... Maybe maybe uh, a, a, a very nice, respectable Kachikoshi. Yeah. I I do think in January we're going to see Wakataka in the meat grinder yet. Nice. Again, the Can't wait for that. Grinder. Yeah. With all the food we've been talking oh, about, okay. it's going to be delicious. Oof. If you put them in a meat grinder, you probably have a, he- a hog's head worth. After <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Hog's head worth of Chakonabe. You can definitely fill up. Fill up the hogshead. Dan, before we leave, anything you'd like to plug? Anything I'd like to plug? Well, it's coming up on one year of talking Sumo. My uh, horrible video (laughs) and, and, uh, and parody song. So I would say go on YouTube, look up talking Sumo and, and reflect on the past horrible year we've had. Yeah. That was, if you watched it at the beginning of this past year, it would have made for a better year. It got you through some dark days. Yeah, yeah. Bert, do you have anything to plug? You know, AARP is a very, very, it's a very excellent uh, organization for older people. Uh, me, I, uh, I've, I've disavowed them completely and threatened all of them who come to my door. But I still believe in the overall message. I just don't like the, my local chapter. Uh, that's that's it. That's all I want to do is just support your local ARP unless you live in my my neighborhood. Yeah, except the one in Burt's district, very yep. very poorly run. Absolutely, it's like a it's 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 like it's run by a bag of fertilizer. It literally is. I've heard. Whoa, that yeah. would explain a lot more <laughs> than it should. Yeah, all the pro fertilizer uh, measures being <laughs> being passed. Lobbies. Yep, lobbied. Lobbies and lobbies. Uh, I, of course, am at Larry the Athlete on all social media. You could subscribe to Larry No Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder. 